This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Elspa. It's like, hey, let's figure out our break even. You know, in other words, I'm going to collect this many checks now at this dollar amount versus if I took the higher dollar amount, but less checks, right? And your retirement cheerleader, Danielle Elspa. I think you're right. I think it's just that people don't want to talk about this stuff. Together, they form your retirement offensive line from innovative financial solutions. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Elspa. Good morning, Southeast Missouri, and wherever you may be listening, however you may be listening, because we have multiple ways to listen to this show. (laughs) We do, we do. You are listening to The Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. We're here every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m., right here on KZIM, KSIM. So good morning, Dan. Good morning. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah, man. So it's Saturday morning. We're rocking. We are. (laughs) And um, we got the caffeine going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. You know, the reason I say however you may be listening is because you can listen to us on this great station, but you can also listen to us mm-hmm. via podcast. If you go to our website, it's theinnovativeteam.com, theinnovativeteam.com, and you can check out past episodes on that uh, on there, as well as we're on Spotify. So if you uh, have that streaming service, mm-hmm. you can just type in the retirement playbook and we'll pop up right there for you, as well as on Apple iTunes. So there you go. You know how to get a hold of us. There's yeah. no excuse not to listen to the That's show, right. folks. That's so. what we're also on the Google one as well. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, so you can find us anywhere. So awesome. yeah, listen to all the shows. The shows are titled too, which is really nice. So you can pick you know certain shows if you want certain topics. So um, go check that out on our website. So a couple other things too, while you're on our website, you can download our complimentary retirement income toolkit. If you haven't done that already and you're just joining us, if you've been listening, you hear us talk about that all the time, and you haven't downloaded it, you need to. Um, it's got great articles in there that kind of jumpstart your retirement planning. So check that out. It's completely complimentary. One other thing, Brock's book, if you haven't heard us talk about his first book was published this past March and it's called The Last Paycheck, How to Create Sustainable Retirement Income and Keep the Paychecks Coming In. And so, that's what you want to do. That is. That's the goal. The day you stop working, mm-hmm. you're not working anymore. Yay. <laughs> but you don't have that paycheck coming in. Boo. Right. Right. So it's your job to make sure that you get a plan developed mm-hmm. to combat that that uh, that problem. Mm-hmm. And so you can do it, but you got to plan now to make sure this works for you. Yep. And if you're interested in that book, um, you can go to amazon.com and it is prime eligible. So um, if you're a prime member, I think almost everybody is nowadays. It's $12.95 for the book. And uh, just a reminder, we are not keeping any of the proceeds from the book. Um, Brock really did it as an educational tool for our area and anybody who listens and is getting ready for retirement. So we are donating all of that money back to help with local financial financial literacy programs. Woo, couldn't get it out this morning. So All right. So look, this is. show is called The Retirement Playbook. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what do we usually talk about? We usually talk about planning topics. You know, this is not an investing show. How do you invest money? We will talk about the markets. Mm-hmm. We do talk about investing, but it's more of a planning uh, show to talk about retirement planning. And um, but we do get off of a subtopic sometimes that relates to it. And that's exactly what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. The title of our show today is Life Insurance Basics and Options. You know, I still think life insurance is one of the most overlooked uh, planning tool that you can have in your arsenal uh, from a diversification standpoint. Mm-hmm. And it's not right for everybody and not everybody needs it. But it is a part of everybody's life. A lot of people have it and mm-hmm. they just don't know why or how much or, you know, they just don't understand, you know, what what is really meant for and how much they should have. So, right. And what going, you can really use it for. And what you can yeah, use it for. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people the, have the basic premises, right, of what life insurance is for, um, which I think you call it sometimes death insurance. Right. Right. But there's other things that, you know, you can really do with it. So I think we're going to dive into that today. Right. So. Yes, sir. I think so. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Whew. All right. Okay. So it Need is some more coffee. It is the morning. So, well, I'm really excited to talk about this topic. I think it's always, you know, fascinating, truly, you know, because this is it. There's always something I learn when we talk about, you know, life insurance. So. Right. So let's dive right in, folks. Okay. Um, hopefully um, that, you know, you, when you're listening to this, if uh, we trigger anything and you say, wow, I, I need to take care of that myself or I need to learn more about it or, you know, I, I just need to act. 
Okay, and that's where we lack in our societies. We, you know, we do a good job because the internet is there for information, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so there's plenty of information out there. It's useless unless you do something about it, though. So, uh, my point is, is that if you hear something, give us a call and let's talk about it. There's no fee to have a conversation about your situation. We truly want to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we are going to talk about life insurance and how to gauge how much and what kind that you might need. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and again, at a very basic level, life insurance is designed, okay, its primary purpose, you can use it for a lot of things, but the primary purpose, and there has to be a need for this, it's designed to replace lost income or pay for your family's needs if something were to happen to you. Again, why I call it death insurance. Right, right. When it comes to your overall financial picture, though, factoring in life insurance can be a way to provide peace of mind to you and your family and the people that you love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, as a financial planner, um, I, it, you know, is one of those things you got to look at everything and make sure that what you're talking about is something you believe in. What you're talking to, uh, you know, you folks out there uh, listening to the show or a person sitting across the table from me during the week. Okay. You have to believe that it is the best thing for someone if you're going to make it a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And th- there are ways and times where life insurance can really, really make a huge impact on people's lives. And I wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So well, and I think too, what you're, what you're great at, you know, is that, you know, things that you recommend to people are things that you would do for yourself if you were in those situations. And I think that's always, you know, a comforting thought. It's kind of like when you go see a physician, Right. Right. You know, and you say, well, what would you do? You know, that kind of thing. So, um, well, you know, obviously this is you mentioned this already, that life insurance is one of those things that everybody thinks about, um, but not everybody has it or understands it. Right. right? So that's why we're going to cover a little bit of well, and I everything think it's because today. what happens is, is people look at it as just a pure cost. E- correct. Right? Yeah. And the term insurance poor. And, you know, so all these things mm-hmm. that are kind of in people's back of their mind uh, thinking about uh, life insurance when that brings it up. So. Um, you know, it's one of those things where you just got to have an open mind. Right. Okay. And you got to do what's best for you and no matter what the quote unquote cost is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, getting back to your uh, statement there, it is true. Uh, in fact, there are so many different kinds of life insurance, uh, uh, types of life insurance It'll policies. Make your head spin. <laughs> It'll make your head spin. There are just the times I've heard you talk about them. So, right. yeah. But you got to make sure that you benefit from the right type of insurance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so let's take a look at a few. Okay. okay. If you're a single and providing financial support for an aging parent, for example. Okay. Or perhaps a uh, sibling with special needs, uh, a life insurance policy is definitely worth exploring. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to give you reasons why here in a few minutes. But most people, most married couples, you know, they kind of depend on both incomes mm-hmm. nowadays. It didn't mm-hmm. usually always be that way. But nowadays it seems like that is, you know, most of the time, excuse me. The case, so um, if the if you have dual incomes, we need to accommodate the whole household financial Mm -hmm. needs. Right, losing one of those incomes could be disastrous. Okay, Uh, and life insurance can often soften the blow. Right. Okay. So, um, also, if you're at or nearing retirement, which again, this is called the retirement playbook. Right. Right. uh, How would you? uh, How would your spouse's income change if you passed away? How would your income change if they passed mm-hmm, away? Mm-hmm. Those are good questions. They are good questions. And we talk about that in our workshops that we, we do, do for, say, Social Security. And it's really important because, you know, um, we throw up the stat that, hey, 70% of the women, uh, or excuse me, 70% of uh, people uh, that are living in poverty, okay, or at or below the poverty level are women. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, there's things you can do from a strategy that, standpoint, but that from they weren't security yeah, but, and they, and they weren't, weren't po- yeah, they yes, weren't poverty great, great before. Point. Yeah. They be, were not before in poverty their husbands, before passed. Their ha- husbands mm-hmm. passed away. Yep. And there's some planning you can do there and there's some strategies you can implement from a social security standpoint, which would cause you to sacrifice a few things. What mm-hmm. I mean by that is delay your, your, you know, your, your, uh, your own records earnings for a few more years to let it grow and be higher. Okay. So that if you do pass away. Because remember, with Social Security, it's the higher of the two. Right. Okay. So if you're getting two thousand, your wife is getting a thousand, or vice versa. 
uh, and one of you pass away, it's the higher of the two benefits. So it's that's just the two thousand. Yeah, it's yeah. just the two thousand. Mm-hmm. So now you went from three thousand to two thousand. Right. I mean, that's a big change in itself. It is a big change. Yeah. Now you don't have that person's expenses, right? But you know, usually it's still mm-hmm. a big change mm-hmm. for people in yeah. their in their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how would that change? So these are great questions to ask yourself, folks. Uh, how would your spouse's income change if you passed away? That's the first one. The second one was, how would your income change if they passed away? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, Those are good starters. They are. They're great starters. And, and these are questions that people should be asking themselves yeah. uh, to make sure that everybody's protected. Yeah. Okay? And, and I know the death of a loved one's right. Never pleasant thing to even consider. Nobody wants to think about that, but obviously we're mortal, right? It's going to happen. So, but I think what you're saying is avoiding these topics truly could have some horrible consequences. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about it. It's conversations. It's like what we've talked about in the past mm-hmm. when we talk about legacy. Right. It's conversations with your spouse. It's conversations with your kids. It's conversations possibly with your grandkids. Mm-hmm. And so those conversations that we avoid are often the ones that are the most important. I completely agree with that statement. It's an absolute true statement. Because we, again, and, and you know, you find those people, I don't know, our listeners probably have all those family members. You have the one family member that wants to talk about death and dying all the time, right? Right. <laughs> that right. wants to talk about, you know. Or oh, you got that kid that always wants to talk about because they're like, hey, I want this when you die. Yeah, exactly. What? So I think you've got, you've got the two extremes usually in most families. Right. You've got the person who's, you know, talking about everything and you get this when I die and this and you're like, oh, okay, great. Can we not talk about it anymore? And then you've got the other family members who don't even want to bring it up. You know, so I think, you know, what you're saying is, you know, you've got to have some of these conversations at some point. So, yeah, earlier, the better. (laughs) So so because of that, life insurance is something that people sometimes regard as unnecessary Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or that they're reluctant to discuss because of the things you just discussed. Right. Okay. Um, And often people don't know how much life insurance they need. So that's another thing that they that's maybe why they avoid it they don't know how much they need which type of life insurance product is right for them you know you've got the permanent life insurance coverage it's with you forever as long as you meet the obligations then you've got term insurance so we'll talk about all that mm-hmm. later on in the show mm-hmm. um, but because of these uncertainties many people just avoid the topic altogether and that's the worst thing you could do i know i think i think it's just people don't want it, to it, it's one of those things where it's hard to talk about and it's hard to deal with so I think that's probably part of it too. So, so yeah. here's the deal. Okay. Once you kind of uh, assess your personal insurance needs, okay, and, and you know, you've always heard me have that conversation of needs versus mm-hmm. wants. Mm-hmm. So what, you know, let's not just talk about insurance needs. Let's talk about insurance wants. Okay. The next logical question is what kind of coverage is right for me? And if you need something, for example, with lower premiums, but potentially higher death benefit, Term insurance might be a good option to explore. Mm-hmm. Just one example. Otherwise, yeah. there's other types of insurances that you should consider. And we're going to talk about it all next on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Innovative Financial Solutions by visiting theinnovativeteam.com or by calling us at 573-332-7855. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. All right. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. We are the Retirement People and we're brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions, which is our company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 12 we're years in business. 12 Isn't that years crazy? In business. I've been doing this for 18 years. Yeah. I yeah. know I don't look like it, but it's true. Hey, someone actually just said that we went, we had a, we had a social security <laughs> workshop that we just completed. And when the ladies even said that, she goes, there's no way he's been doing it for 18 years. She goes, he looks so young. I said, you should tell him that <laughs> yep. he'd probably enjoy hearing Started that. Started when so, I was 12. That's right. right. That's yeah. what, that's what people like to say. So, all right. So well, our show today, we've been talking about life insurance basics and options. Um, you know, Brock mentioned this in the first segment, but we, you know, cover a lot of different topics on our show, sometimes more general topics, you know, things you need to think about. And then sometimes we dive into some detailed things, which we're doing a little more details, I think, today. Um, so kind of just 
talking about life insurance basics and options. So let's um, talk a little bit more about to, you know, a little bit more illuminate what, what insurance really is. I think that's a good thing to kind of back up and say, you know, because like you said, it kind of scares people at times. It does. And they just view it as a cost. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. Let's mm-hmm. call a spade a spade here. Right. Uh, but it is a good idea to do yeah. that. So good, good, uh, good direction here. Um, but it's great if we're all on the, on the same page. Okay. And it's relevant um, to define exactly what life insurance mm-hmm. is at a basic level, you know what it is. Life insurance policy is a contract with an insurance company mm-hmm. that if the insurer, excuse me, the insured persons uh, die, uh, the insurance company will provide a either a lump sum payment to beneficiaries called a death benefit. Uh, and you do that in exchange for premium payments that you pay into or to the insurance company mm-hmm. that have been made. And typically, the individual's needs and goals determine the right type of life insurance, uh, as well as the uh, coverage amount. Okay, so if you deal with an insurance agent that has helped you, you definitely need to make sure that uh, you have a conversation with them about what type and what coverage amount is best. If they're, uh, you know, if they're doing their job and 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 you know doing it right. Uh, you shouldn't have to determine this. Mm-hmm. You should be able to sit down with a consultation, answer some questions, and and they should be recommend. able to develop a yeah. plan for you that's yeah. best for you for the coverage amount and the right product. So okay. can you can you mention just a little bit about? I know you kind of referenced them in our first segment, but you know there's so many different types of life insurance. You know, can you just kind of go over kind of the sure the let's basics? let's let's start diving in here then. Yeah. Okay. So so from a from a very uh, you know, um, high up view. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. There are basically two distinct types of life insurance. One is term insurance. Okay. And permanent life insurance is the second type, but term insurance is very simple, right? It typically provides a death benefit for a specific period. Okay. okay? So in other words, five years, and actually there's annual renewable you mm-hmm. know, term where it's every year, you know, and as you get older, it gets more expensive. Um, and then you can do every five years on that. Okay. Or you can just buy a straight 10-year or 20-year, 15-year, whatever it is, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and and in my opinion, okay, this is just my professional opinion, is that everyone should have some type of insurance, life insurance. Mm-hmm. And and in a lot of cases, term insurance is great. Maybe what works. It yeah. May, it may be what works. So because it sounds like that's kind of truly what it implies, right? It's a, a period of time in your life. Right. right. That you need to make sure you've got coverage for whatever's happening. For example, you have a loan balance mm-hmm. on your home. Mm-hmm. You need to cover that to get through the to get through the period of, yeah. oh, my gosh, this person doesn't have any income coming right. in to make that payment. Yep. OK. And you don't want your credit destroyed just because you can't make this because something drastically happened that you could avoid. Right. And that's what this is all about. Got it. OK. Got it. So that's that's the two types is you have the term insurance and then you have the permanent insurance and permanent insurance is exactly that it's permanent it's for the rest of your life mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. as again as long as you meet the obligations and quite honestly um, uh, a lot of times it's good to have both yeah there's not yeah. one it's better than the other one may fit a situation mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. but honestly if you can if it works for your budget and those kinds of things. Having both is a really good idea hmm. in a lot of cases. Yeah, yeah good okay, to know. And I'll show you some case examples here yeah. after a while. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. okay, so I know you kind of went into a little bit of detail, but is there a little bit more that you kind of want to talk about between just those two categories before we go into some other options? Yeah, absolutely. So again, the term insurance is mm-hmm. you know a specific period of time. When it comes to term insurance, the premium payment uh, amount typically will stay the same for the coverage. So that's the nice thing too, is you lock in the price. So for okay. example, if I buy it right now at age 41 and I mm-hmm. buy a 20 year term, I will be 61 and I will have no coverage at the end of that. Cause period. it ends. Cause it yeah. ends. Yep. Okay. Um, now you would a lot of times have the option to continue it, but at some really, really high rates. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not insurable at that point, that's something that might be beneficial to you. Okay. Uh, if the if that policy allows you to do that, um, and so uh, again, your payment and that's a great thing too is from a budgeting standpoint, you know your premium is going to stay the same. You don't have to worry about okay? it going up. Yeah. And what's great about that? Well, typically, typically, you are going to make more money in five, ten, fifteen, mm-hmm. and twenty years from now. So right. that payment amount stays the same. So really, you know, it becomes cheaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from, right. Right. You know, if you look at a, at a 
at a um, inflation-adjusted, you know, period uh, or cost. So, and then when it comes to cost, term insurance is definitely the less expensive mm-hmm. than than permanent life insurance. Okay, um, and so that's that's kind of some more basics there. Um, so, you know, is there anything else that you want to kind of ask me about term insurance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like that's a, it, it, obviously that's a good choice. And you kind of mentioned, you know, it might be good for you to have permanent and term, um, but it may not be good for everyone, right? No, it's not. It's, it's really, it's meant to act as a safety net. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So again, that's kind of the, the, what I, how I describe it to people, it's a safety net to make sure that, you know, you can continue your life, you can maintain a business, you can pay the tuition for your kids. Um, you could, uh, you mentioned the mortgage, yeah, you know, the mortgage, pay off a mortgage. definitely yeah. paying off a mortgage. So we don't want to have debt in a time of stress and a time of emotions and, and those kinds of things. So like I said, mm-hmm. I, it's my opinion. I think everyone should have some type of coverage. Right. Just which one might fit your um, needs the best. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I think, um, you know, let's um, turn our attention now to, you know, more of the permanent side, right? You kind of told us quite a bit about term. You want to tell us a little bit more about, you know, permanent life insurance. So permanent life insurance has what we call a cash value. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, and that's a lot of people call it cash value life insurance. Okay. So cash value life insurance uh, is a big, big spectrum. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's kinda, this is where it gets kind of complicated. Yeah, this is where it starts getting <laughs> a little bit different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, so there are several different types. You have whole life, which is kind of the original permanent life insurance, right? Where whole life insurance is, is issued by companies and, um, your cash value, uh, it goes up and down based on a dividend mm-hmm. and that dividend is based on the general account of a insurance company. Mm-hmm. Okay. Universal life. So universal life works a little bit different. Those are also issued by, well, they're all life insurance companies. Uh, but your your um your your gains then are uh, in your cash value, okay, um, possibly based off of uh, the separate account mm-hmm. of an insurance company, which this in uh, in itself will be based off of some kind of, you know, either the market, maybe it's right. a sub account there, uh, maybe it's a fixed, you know, universal life where it's just a fixed rate. Um, you also have index universal life where your gains are going to be based off of an index. Um, I, if you're going to go permanent, I, 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 I kind of rather like the index universal life because in this low interest rate environment, you know, you, you, if you go with a regular universal life, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you have a little bit more potential for gains with mm-hmm. the fixed index, mm-hmm. but your gains are based off of like, for example, the S and P 500, uh, what's nice about that is you don't participate in any of the downside of that index, Got just it. the upside, just the upside. Now you're capped, right? You can only like, for example, right now, I think caps are somewhere around nine or 10%, but I think most people would be happy with nine I was or 10%. I say, that still sounds good. Right? <laughs> yeah. But what's great about it too, is a lot of them have like a floor, like a 1% minimum rate of return. Okay. So you can go all the way up to nine or 10, but your, your minimum is going to be one. So if you had a downside in the market. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then you have variable universal life. So there's a lot, it, just universal life. There's several types mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, variable goes up and down based on the markets and uh, tend to, you know, tend to have some extra cost to them. Um, but if you understand those costs and it fits the need, then so be it. Right. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. Um, but the premiums you pay for cash value life insurance does a couple of different things. It's definitely going to be higher than term insurance. Right. No doubt about it. Well, okay. it sounds like you got a little more bells and whistles. So that's you do. part of it. You, yeah. Well, you build a, you yeah. build a, instead of just putting money in term and if the term's over with, you don't have anything to quote unquote show for it. Right. Okay. Then, then people, you know, tend to get, you know, they're like, oh, okay, well, what's the alternative? Right. Here? Well, you paid all those premiums and there's nothing. Exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, some people say buy term and invest the rest too, mm-hmm. right? So in other words, if your premiums double for permanent insurance, then term insurance, say it's $200 a month instead of $100 a month, you know, you could invest that extra $100 a month. There's an argument to be made there. Yeah. And again, yeah. it's all based on the, your specific situation. Absolutely. That's why we say you got to have a plan, I'm right? A we very, say that all the time. I'm not one of these guys that are going to go, oh, this is not good. You shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody's different. Every situation's different. But you yep. know, you get these people on TV and that's what drives me nuts about our industry. We do a great job. We Here comes the soap, soapbox, a ladies and gentlemen. fantastic <laughs> job of confusing. Yes, we do. The Agree public with that. Because now we throw out ridiculous statements that XYZ is not good. You shouldn't do that or you shouldn't do this or you should. 
whatever. Give mm-hmm. me a break. Don't ever tell me you shouldn't do something. Right. There's a reason the product was created. Exactly. I mean, it, it's good for someone, right? Or some situations. You just never know. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was oh, a wow. short, that was a short soapbox. Yeah, I know. See, I'm getting better at it. <laughs> but within permanent life insurance, there are two breakdowns. Okay. Again, universal life and whole life. And we're going to take a deeper look into what those two situations look like. In other words, the 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 pros and cons of of both. Okay. And um, and some strategies again, probably with yeah, both. Yeah, some those. strategies. We'll mm-hmm. go into the next segment as well. So stay tuned. We're gonna break all those down for you. It's all next on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. Most people plan on taking their Social Security benefits at one of three ages: sixty-two full retirement age, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be ran to determine the best time for you and your spouse to file? Call us at Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. Our phone number is 573-332-7855, or you can visit our website at www.theinnovativeteam.com. Again, 332-7855. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people, and we discuss retirement topics every Saturday morning right here on KZIM KSIM from 7 to 8 a.m. You can also check us out on Spotify. We uh, have a podcast. If you just type in the Retirement Playbook, you'll see our logo pop up with the the Playbook uh, logo. So, uh, that is uh, available also on Apple iTunes. So you can go to Apple iTunes. I think many people have an iPhone. And so uh, if you do, you can go to your iTunes store and you can search the Retirement Playbook and you will uh, be able to listen to all of our past shows uh, as well as current ones. So that's great. And thank you for everyone who's been listening. We've gotten a lot of feedback and especially, um, you know, we're centered here in Southeast Missouri, but... Uh, we've had a lot of people from around the country listen to our podcast, so we appreciate everyone who is listening. And also, people that are in Southeast Missouri and beyond, you know that information is power. And it's power that you can turn into and execute any of the ideas that you hear here on this show with us. So you can give us a call at 573-332-7855 at Power means nothing unless you do something with it. So 573-332-7855, give us a call, leave a message, and we'll call you on Monday. Simple as that. And we're very, uh, you know, it's easy to talk uh, to us, and we can always sit down and just discuss your situation, and it doesn't cost you a dime to do that, okay? Even though you might think it does. All right, so that is it for that. Well, you can also, by the way, go to our website. It's um, theinnovativeteam.com. And you can download our uh, retirement toolkit. Okay, so it gets you some information to get started. If you're sitting down and doing some planning, uh, you can get uh, that retirement toolkit for free. Okay, just go in there and download it and uh, has some information on Social Security and such. All right, so this week we've been talking about life insurance basics and options. Okay, you know, this show again is all about retirement. But one of the, you know, we like to branch off and, and dive into some specific topics that are uh, very uh, close to the retirement topic. Okay, and life insurance for a lot of people is absolutely a part of their retirement picture. Uh, whether you're just buying death benefit um, to cover, you know, maybe the Social Security is just not going to be enough if um, uh, if if the major money earner, if you will. Uh, passes away, so you buy some life insurance to cover that. Whether it's uh, you know cash value life insurance that you've purchased that you're going to take tax-free distributions from to help supplement your retirement. Yes, you can do that. By the way, you have to structure it correctly, though. Otherwise, you can get in trouble with something like that. But it, it's a very viable option, and so no matter what you use it for, it's definitely a part of your life and in your retirement as well. So. Here we go. We've kind of uh, broke down the basics about life insurance, right? We've been talking about the different types, term insurance uh, and permanent insurance. We did that in the first segment. The second segment, we kind of broke down, okay, what is, uh, let's break down, because, you know, term insurance is pretty basic, right? You buy a, a policy for a year, five years, 10 years, 15, 20, you know, and even 30 years, um, 
and it's locked in. Your premium is locked in for those time periods and your death benefit is as well as long as you make those premium payments. Um, now, I say that, and there are some policies that are just renewable each year uh, or every five years. And so there are policies that your premium is not locked in, okay? Um, but that's usually the way it is, and, and it's very simple to understand. Variable, or excuse me, uh, uh, permanent insurance is much different, and it has its own little world. And I tell you, it's a, it's a big world, and, it's con- and it can be confusing, right? So in the last segment, we actually broke down permanent insurance between whole life, universal, you know, universal, you know, there's so many variations of just universal life insurance. And so let's now get into a little bit deeper about universal uh, life insurance and some of the differences between that and, and whole life insurance. So um, universal life insurance is uh, definitely permanent insurance provided that the, the purpose of it is to have coverage for the rest of your life. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. And what separates it from whole life insurance is that universal life, and it was why it wasn't invented, tends to be a little bit more flexible, okay, and give you opportunities to either raise or lower your premium payment or coverage amounts um, over the course of your life. And so oftentimes, we see the biggest benefit from universal life is when it's part of a flexible estate planning strategy. You know, where it's uh, designed to, to uh, help preserve your wealth, for example, okay? Uh, it could be transferred to beneficiaries and create real generational wealth. And what I mean by that is one of the reasons why it can provide real uh, generational wealth is because it's tax-free, okay? Many of the things you're going to pass down are going to be taxable, Okay. Now, some stocks and, and real estate, you'll get a step up in basis. So what that means is, is that person, you know, bought something, you know, some real estate for for $10,000 and it's worth $100,000 now. You see that quite a bit, actually, for especially in stuff that's been passed down uh, for generations. But anyway, in this particular case, if they bought it for $10,000 and they sold it for $100,000, they pass away. And it goes to your beneficiaries. Now, and this is a non-spousal. If it's a spouse, you just continue to own it. Um, but my point is, is that you get a step up in basis at death. So if if you know it's worth a hundred thousand at their death, that's the new basis. So essentially, it's tax-free, right? Um, and so you would write down what your basis is, and it would be recorded. And then if you continue to own it, and it's worth two hundred thousand someday, you know, if you sell it then you have $100,000 worth of gain. Make sense? So, you know, that the step-up and basis rule is a very beneficial rule on, on certain things that you own. Stocks are the same way, individual stocks, okay? And so there are things that you can do to help minimize the tax liability to when you pass things on. However, you know, things like IRAs and 401ks and those kinds of things, those are all going to be taxable. And a non-spousal beneficiary has to take uh, those assets out within five years, okay? And so what that says is, is it okay, you now have this, let's call it, I don't know, maybe you got five, three kids and you got $500,000 in an IRA. Well, now you take that $500,000 divided by three and they can either stretch it over their lifetime, okay? Now, again, this is non-spousal beneficiaries. You can spread it out over your lifetime. It's called a stretch concept, okay? Or you can take it over five years. So you're 133000 however that breaks out, okay, um, is going to be spread out over five years. So 133 divided by five. And the purpose of doing that would be to minimize your tax liability, okay? Um, and, and, and so when you do that, uh, it not only minimizes your tax liability, but maybe it's a great way for you to, you know, leave the money in there and keep it invested and those kinds of things. Um, and then, just, you know, pay it out over, again, though, five years. It has to be out within five years, though, for sure. Okay. If you're a non-spousal beneficiary on an IRA or a qualified plan. That's one of the great things about the Roth as well, right? Is that that thing grows tax-free for you to use in your retirement. And then it gets passed on to your beneficiaries tax-free as well. And so think about it this way. If you did the stretch concept 
And by the way, you can control this from the grave, okay? So in other words, if you have an IRA and you know that if this money, and let's say it's substantial, right? I mean, 100, 200, 300, 400, you know, million, 2 million, whatever it is, gets passed on to your spendthrift kind of kid, okay, that it's going to be gone pretty quickly, all right? And so the stretch concept is is can be very beneficial. And, and again, you can con- control that from the grave, as they say, which means that you can say, in fact, you can fill out a restricted beneficiary form, okay? And then that money has to be paid out over their lifetime. They have to do the stretch concept, okay? Um, and if your institution does not have that available, you can do that through an IRA beneficiary trust that uh, a local attorney can control up for you, okay? So there are some things you can do to try to minimize the tax liability, but let's face it, you're still going to hit uh, get hit pretty good with some taxes there. Now, the good news is, is that with the estate tax being so high, you know, $10.3 million, uh, for a married couple, so you're looking at what, five point, uh, you know, let's just call it $5.2 million, um, for for an individual to pass on. Anything below $5.2 million per person uh, is not going to be subject to estate taxes, which is great, right? Uh, or what they call it's inheritance tax. So there's a, my point is, is that at least you don't have that tax, but if you have investments that are have, um, that are going to be taxable to the beneficiaries, that's one thing that's so great about life insurance is that it is tax free to the beneficiaries. So, you know, let's say for example, that you have a million dollars in an IRA and you're going to pass that on to your beneficiaries and they say, Hey, you know what? We've got two of them. We're going to take it over five years. So they get $500,000 each. They're going to take it over um, five years. That's a hundred thousand dollars that they'll get over five years. And it's all taxable. Well, that hundred thousand dollars could push them up into a, a, a quite a, a large, a larger tax bracket than where they're at now. And so wouldn't it be great if you bought a life insurance policy to cover that tax liability? So there's a little real simple, simple idea for people that are trying to minimize the taxes for their beneficiaries. Some people say, you know what? It's a hundred thousand dollars that they didn't have before. So let them pay the taxes on it. And I get it. But again, it causes all of their other income to potentially be taxed at a higher rate as well. So again, it's whatever is important to you. So, uh, life insurance, huge, huge wealth transfer tool that a lot of people use. Um, and, and in fact, I have, um, unfortunately, um, you know, had to deliver a couple, um, payouts here recently for beneficiaries. And while it's very, very sad, um, to see a client pass away, especially in, in our business, you know, we're a small business and, you know, we, we really feel like our clients are kind of our extended family. And so it hurts a little bit when, when that happens. Um, but it also, uh, feels good to be able to hand that beneficiary uh, that check and, and it'd be tax free and, and help them maybe if they're struggling in their life. So, um, you know, there's always a bright side to the story, right? And so in that particular case, that's the bright side. So anyway, uh, well transfer tool, very, very powerful tool. And you can even get into some trust and really some fancy planning with those as well. Irrevocable life insurance trust, things like that to keep it out of an estate. Haven't seen a whole lot of that planning because again, the, the, uh, estate tax exemption is so high now, but, uh, it still can be a very, very powerful tool. And there can still be some very advanced planning if you have a, a big estate. All right, uh, that is it for this segment. Next segment, we're going to finalize this discussion about life insurance and why it's so important and how it relates to your retirement. It's all next on The Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. In today's volatile environment, making sure your assets are properly aligned with your financial goals has never been more important. At Innovative Financial Solutions, we use this simple 11-question survey to help you gain insight into your financial profile. Armed with your score, we can help you make decisions about your asset allocation in retirement. To learn more about this valuable self-assessment, visit mycolorofmoney.org to get your score or give us a call today at 573-332-7855. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. Okay, welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. Brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. We're here with you every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. right here on KZIM, KSIM. You can also listen to us on Apple iTunes or Spotify. 
uh, as a podcast, or you can actually go to our website and you can look up any show that we've done in the past. Okay. Now, I hope to keep that capability, uh, but uh, we're changing providers here pretty soon, and um, um, so you, uh, we may not. I don't know if we'll have that capability to keep those on our website. So if you do, if there's some topic, and by the way, they're listed as topics, so the title of the show is on there. And so if you're interested in a certain topic and you want to do that, go to our website, search it up, and uh, you'll get it. Okay. All right. So this week we've been talking about life insurance basics and options. Okay. And, um, why are we talking about life insurance? This is a retirement playbook. You know, this is a retirement planning show. Well, the reason why we are is because life insurance, um, is, and, and, and a lot of times should be a part of everyone's uh, portfolio. It's not just your investments. Okay. You've got other things going on there, other insurance type policies and life insurance is part of it. Okay. And as we discussed in the last segment, it can be a huge part of your estate plan as well. Okay. And the benefits being that it's tax free and, you know, all these great things that it can do for you. Now, look, we're not on this show to sell you anything. We're not trying to say, hey, you know, call us and we'll sell you a life insurance policy. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is you need to be educated about what life insurance can do for you and the different types that are out there. That's what it's all about, right? Giving you information. And in fact, I looked up some uh, statistics about life insurance on their last break there. And uh, data from LIMRA's 2018 um, insurance barometer study shows that approximately 60% of people in the U.S. have life insurance. 45% of the people have individual life insurance. 33% people have group life insurance through their employer. And 22% have both individual as well as group life insurance. Uh, so that's good. I mean, that's... You know, 60%, um, you know, you don't think that's a whole lot. You think, wow, that's 40% of people that don't have any life insurance. But actually, if you look at it, it's that's a pretty good number. It really is, um, you know, for, for various reasons. Uh, studies should also show that one in three families might not be able to meet their day-to-day expenses within a month of the primary breadwinner's death. It goes to show the importance of life insurance, especially when working class and middle class families. Okay. The general census amongst Americans uh, is that life insurance is far more important for a married person than it is for an individual, even if they both come from the same financial background. Similarly, a vast majority of the people are in the opinion that the primary breadwinner breadwinner in a family should be sufficiently insured. Nearly 91% of the people believe that a policy which covers funeral expenses is absolutely essential. So there you go. That was from noexam.com forward slash life insurance, forward slash statistics. Um, so, you know, look, um, you know, when you get into the, your retirement and your golden years and, you know, if you, it, there's probably reasons why you don't need life insurance at that point. Um, but it, um, it's always have good to have something, right? In other words, like, a, like what this was talking about, some policy to cover funeral expenses. There are a lot of companies that just do that and it's you know funeral or what they call burial insurance and you know it might only be five ten fifteen thousand dollars worth of coverage um and you're you know when you're older you get obviously it's more expensive um but you can get just burial coverage there uh through a through a policy as well to find it's what they call a final expense policy okay and um you know, oftentimes when we have some of our representatives um, that talk to people about Medicare supplements, uh, which we do here at Innovative uh, Financial Solutions, is part of our company. So we have two companies. Innovative uh, uh, Financial Solutions has Innovative Insurance Consultants and then Innovative Financial Planners. So it's two companies underneath that umbrella. Um, and, and so the financial planning side comes from the Innovative Financial Planners. And then obviously the insurance is through the insurance consultants. And so anyway, we have representatives under the insurance consultants that will um, talk to you about Medicare supplements. And some of that discussion comes and says, okay, this is great. We're going to cover all of your needs here. But how about some of these ancillary things like hospital indemnities plans where they refund you for if you go to the um, hospital, even though it's paid for, but you might still have some out-of-pocket cost. So that will cover that. And then also some final expense policies where, you know, hey, 
what's going to happen if you die? Who's going to pay for this? Have you had money set aside? Those kinds of things. And so uh, it could be very, very beneficial as well. Just from, you know, when you get old, you think, ah, there's no way I can get it. No way I should need it and all that kind of stuff. But but uh, there are some times in some cases where that's beneficial. Okay. Getting back on track here. Um, uh, again, we're talking about life insurance basics and options. And we were talking about the difference between universal life and whole life. And this is under the permanent coverage, again, because I think most people understand what term insurance is. Now we're getting into what they call the cash value uh, life insurance policies. And we have, uh, we started with whole life. And then we started with, uni- and then continued on the discussion with universal life. Okay. Whole life is definitely something that could be beneficial. Uh, it's, it's one of the original types of permanent coverage. And but it has evolved, and uh, again, it was, there's offshoots of permanent coverage that now um, are a little bit more flexible, I believe, uh, when it comes to premium payments and those kinds of things. Um, and that's universal life. And so the question is, is how can universal life, um, a policy, transfer wealth? And it's again, we've talked about, um, you know, paying out that death benefit. And by the way. You don't have to just get a lump sum. Well, why wouldn't you? It's tax-free, right? So people say, well, yeah, I'm just getting payments or I got a money market checkbook for my uh, for the proceeds of that death benefit. Folks, you know, if you're getting 1% on that, take the money, right? It's tax-free. You don't have to worry about, you know, if you leave it in there, you don't have to pay taxes. No, that's not the case. It's tax-free. So why not, if you're just getting 1%, put it in a, a local money market, you know, bank and get close to 2% if you can. Or just invest it if you don't need it right away um, in a conservative account. I'm not saying go get crazy with it, but but you can do better than the 1% potentially, okay? Um, now, some, some of them may be much higher than that. If they are, great, then keep it in there and, you know, just kind of use it as you need it. Um, so, let's see, transfer wealth, that's yes. And what about whole life insurance? What's that all about? Okay, here we go. Whole life insurance can be designed to give you lifetime coverage. Because of this, whole life insurance policies usually have higher premiums than term insurance and are often fixed payments. Okay, One of the benefits of whole life insurance is that it has cash value, which means it can function as a vehicle to accumulate tax-advantaged cash value over a length of time. This can be an option for those hoping to secure their wealth and transfer it to their beneficiaries. The one thing that's nice about whole life, in my opinion, and my experience in talking to people is they like the fact that they know what they're getting, right? Even though you have the flexibility on the universal life, you maybe it's not, it also says, well, I'm not sure if this is going to hold up. You know, make sure that I never have to worry about paying a higher premium. Well, if that's the case, whole life, your, your, you know, that that's your bag, right? In other words, that's something you should probably look into. If you want a little bit more flexibility, look into universal life. Bottom line, Okay. Um, back to the wealth transfer idea. It seems that accumulation would be a very valuable part of having a cash value policy. That is true. Absolutely. No question. That's why you have it. You know, people don't like the idea of paying in, paying in, paying in, and then never using it. Well, not only with permanent coverage, are you going to use it at some time? You will die. You do know this, right? There's two things you're going to do in life, pay taxes and die. Okay. So that's why the permanent coverage is good, but it also accumulates cash value. Okay, and depending on your personal situation, as well as your goals and objectives, it can be very beneficial and you can accumulate some nice cash. Now, what's great about it is, is that cash then builds up tax deferred. Okay, and potentially could come out tax free. Okay, you can actually uh, structure it to where that happens, believe it or not. So from a tax standpoint, you're taking after tax dollars, right? And you're putting it into a vehicle like a, a cash value life insurance policy. Those monies, you won't pay taxes while they're in there. They're tax deferred. You could take out your basis. In other words, the dollars you put in tax-free at any time. Okay. Now, you might be subject to a surrender charge. So be careful. Understand what your surrender charges are and for how long they are. But the use of life insurance cash values, if you structure it correctly can be very beneficial from a tax standpoint. Now, I'm not saying that from a growth standpoint, right? In other words, you're going to have costs coming out of this. You're going to have cost of insurance. You're going to have expenses. You're going to have, you know, commission charges, these kinds of 
excuse me, these kinds of things. So it can be expensive, but it, if you structure it correctly and understand what those expenses are and are okay with it, right? I mean, you're, nothing's free. It's a life insurance policy. So what I tell people is like, hey, I've heard of this concept of, you know, this tax-free, you know, income and retirement and all this kind of stuff. And it's true. And it can be very beneficial. Okay. And you can do it. But you've got to understand that, hey, number one, you've got to have a need for, for death insurance. Otherwise, if you were just going to use it to supplement your retirement, why wouldn't you just do like a Roth, make sure you're maximizing that, um, or, or just invest on an after-tax basis? So there's got to be a need for death benefit, number one. Number two, you got to understand what those expenses are, okay, as far as doing it. So I've showed you the pros. I've told you about the pros. It can be tax-free income and it's wealth transfer, all this stuff. It's really kind of a Swiss army knife, if you will, um, for financial planning. It can be. So, but the cons are is you need to understand all of these things, you know, like does the time frame work? If the surrender charge period is 10, 15 years, you need to understand that it's not a good idea to touch this until after that. And so does that time frame work for you? You got to understand what the costs are. Do you, do you understand that and are okay with it knowing that it's providing all these other benefits? And then first net lastly is how is it accumulating? Like if it's whole life, you're getting a dividend and it's being reinvested. If it's universal life, it's coming from the general account or it's coming from sub accounts and those sub accounts, you know, or do you understand how those works? Or if it's indexed, it's just based off of an index like the S&P 500. So the bottom line is this. If you you don't have the knowledge and the capability to understand all of this, you better have a good agent that can describe all this stuff to you, okay? And 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 how it works because it can be beneficial. You just got to understand your situation and making sure that you get the right policy and the right amount of coverage. And that's the bottom line, folks. All right, that's it for this week's show. Uh, thank you for joining us, and we will have uh, uh, talk to you next week. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to The Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock and Daniel Elspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa, Danielle Alspa, and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.